PulpMX Network Production. This is the Rocky Mountain ATV MC Kiefer Tested Podcast. The podcast you come to for the straight insight on all things moto-centric. Hard parts, bikes, gear, suspension, motor mods, and more. It's Kiefer Tested. Here he is, Chris Kiefer. Welcome in, everybody. How's it going? It's Chris Kiefer. This is the Rocky Mountain ATVMC.com. Kiefer Tested Podcast presented by Fly Racing and Race Tech. RockyMountainATVMC.com is the trusted online source for parts, accessories, gear for dirt bikes, side-by-sides, ATVs, and street bikes, low prices, unparalleled customer service, and free three-day shipping over 75 bucks. So easy to see why RockyMountainATVMC.com is the one-stop shop for all of us out there. Thank you guys for shopping there. We are back year number three in 2020 with Rocky Mountain, so very excited over here at Kiefer Inc., I, those guys were on board with my podcast right after I left Dirt Rider. They were just like, yep, we're in. So totally stoked to be back on year number three. Bigger and better next year, so looking forward to that. There will be a banner on my website. If you guys want to shop at Rocky Mountain, you can click on that banner. That way they know you're listening to Kiefer Ink Testing and it get back to us. That's what we want to do. So 2020. New Year, a little bit better for the Rocky Mountain ATV MC and Kiefer Inc. collaboration. Fly Racing, flyracing.com. What else is there to say about Fly Racing? It is great gear, great helmets. They even got goggles. Look it. I wasn't sure on the goggle. They sent me some goggles, and it's pretty damn good. So if you guys are looking for a less expensive goggle that has great vision, soak up some sweat, head over to flyracing.com, check them out. And, of course, they have snowmobile stuff, BMX, casual wear. It's Christmas time. Get your chick in some fly racing hoodies. They look cute. I bought Heather one. Gosh, it's good looking. So go to flyracing.com and get yourself some stuff as well. Racetech, racetech.com. Suspension services, engine services. You know what? Do yourself a favor and get your suspension refurbed. 15, 20-hour mark, oil, seals, bushings. Get it redone. Your bike will thank you, and possibly you will ride better. Trust me, I kind of know when I'm my suspension is breaking down. So get your stuff serviced over at Racetech. Hit me up, Chris at KieferInkTesting.com. I will get you in contact with someone over at Racetech. Save yourself some money. And, of course, that's what we ultimately want to do for you is save you some money and keep you riding dirt bikes. That's what we do over here. Last but certainly not least, ProTaper, ProTaper.com. They're back again for 2020 as well. And if you want the best bar in the biz, head over to ProTaper.com. Get yourself an Evo or a Fusion bar. I have both on uh, a few test bikes right now. I can't decide at times, so I go with a Fusion. Or I'm cross-barless, so I go with an Evo. Nonetheless, head over to ProTaper.com. Choose your favorite bend and... Of course, if you want to save some money, hit me up, Chris, at KieferInkTesting.com. We can do that for you as well. So we're back another week, another episode. This week is all about 2020 YZ125X and 250FX, Off-Road Life. You guys want more of it? We're here. We did it. Colton Eck and Dallas Dunn went for me to South Carolina. I was in New Mexico with Travis doing some trail riding at the time, so I didn't make it to South Carolina, so... I hired Dallas and Colton to go for me. Colton is a professional Supercross racer, but he was kind of new to off-road, so I wanted some type of new kid to go for me so he gets a little taste of what off-road racing is like. And I know some of you moto guys out there hate on off-road, but if you listen to this interview that me and Colt did, you will see how much he loves (laughs) off-road riding. Like He was so in love with it back in South Carolina. They went to Randy Hawkins' place. He was so in love with it. He was texting me the whole week going, man, I don't know what I've been missing. This is so much fun. I should be racing off-road. And I just said, yo, pump the brakes. West Coast off-road isn't as good as what you're riding right now. You're riding in the woods. It's tacky. You have good dirt, slower speeds. You got trees. 
unlike West Coast off-road where it's wide open, fire roads, choppy, just totally different. So nonetheless, they went out and tested the YZ125X one day and the 250FX the other day. And I sat down with Colt and we bullshitted about the event, what Yamaha did, a little bit about the bikes. I will give you a little uh, <laughs> forewarning, though. There is not much negative aspect to Colton's opinion on neither of these bikes. He just was like, I had a lot of fun. He told me about the engine on each and the suspension, the chassis. But there wasn't something in there that I was like, okay, man, what don't you like about this stuff? So there's very little negative in here, which I find hard to believe. But nonetheless, Colt is an honest guy. I, I respect his opinion. That's why he went for me. And uh, I think he was just having so much fun, which I believe because these bikes will do that for you. And uh, so I give him a little shit about that. You'll hear that in this podcast. But at least you'll get to hear about breaking down the machines, what's new, what's different, a little bit of uh, moto versus off-road talk. So I think you'll find it interesting nonetheless. But I just wanted to warn you that there's not a lot of negative comments about these bikes, which in my world is kind of tough to believe, you know, because I'm really <laughs> focused in on, hey, what doesn't work? I know there's a lot of things that do work, but I'm more focused in on what doesn't work and how I can make it better. Colt didn't really get into some settings. That's why I'm here, folks. I'm getting these two bikes. I will break them down more in a different podcast after I test these things. So I'd say right around Christmas and New Year's, I'll have these two test bikes in my arsenal. I will ride some trails, get some settings, maybe get some maps up for you on keyforinktesting.com. And we'll get you put in the right direction. But nonetheless, he'll tell you. You'll, you'll listen to this thing. You'll figure it out. But <laughs> as you guys go down the line on this thing, 15, 20 minutes in, you'll be like, all right, Kiefer, anytime now, when are we going to hear about some negative? But it just never pops up. So um, they had a great time. Thanks to Yamaha for inviting all the media, not just Kiefer Inc. Obviously, they invited all the media. I know uh, you guys heard about my Racer X online deal now by now. So... I will be collaborating with RacerX Online, doing, of course, RacerX Films, and doing all the new uh, new bike intros for RacerX. Don't fret, though. Still be doing Pulp MX, of course. Still, Kiefer Inc. testing is running strong. This podcast is up and running, so nothing has changed over here. We're just going to be adding a video element to the game, and we're going to be writing some stuff for RacerX and giving you all the... Hopefully, all the great feedback that you like over here on Kiefer Tested over on RacerXOnline.com at RacerXFilms. So looking forward to doing stuff with Weege, Davey, even Steve. I'm getting more involved with RacerX, writing some stuff for Racerhead and doing some feature stories in the magazine. So it's nice to be back with the magazine outlet. I really enjoyed my time at Dirt Rider Magazine, and I miss some of that print uh, material stuff that we used to do. As far as feature stories, I didn't get to do a lot of that here over, um, of course, at KieferInkTesting.com because we focused in on more just the testing aspect of dirt bikes. So hopefully you guys will like it. I'm really stoked to be there. And, man, uh, it's really hard to follow Pingree. Pingree did a great job. I like Ping a lot. And, of course, I like how he, he writes. I think it's amusing. I think it's funny. And I think it's informative. So I will try to bring more testing-based um, dirt bike stuff to you guys online over there. But also keep the fun, keep the humor. That's what we're about over here anyway. You know, it's dirt bikes are fun. It's not all serious and frowns like Steve. You know, he's always, everything's a five. Everything's a five, Kiefer. Everything's just okay. No, I get excited. I have highs. I have lows. That's life. <laughs> so hopefully you guys get some of that over uh, at Racer X Films when we talk about it. And for those of you guys asking, I know I got some emails asking about, hey, Kiefer, are you going to bring more two-stroke stuff to Racer X Films? Because I know David did some of that as well. Yes, we will. Kiefer, you don't like two-strokes? It's not that I don't like them. I just like four-strokes more. But yes, we will be doing more two-stroke stuff, so look for that. And I uh, just want to get you all the information you can so you guys spend your money wisely. That is not going to change. Nothing is going to change over here, and we're just going to bring some of that honesty and integrity over to RacerX Online for their testing department. So stoked about that. So anyway, just wanted to give you guys a rundown before this podcast started. Here's Colt and I talking last week about the event and the Yamahas. So the Yamahas are available at dealerships now, so you can check those out. And, of course, 
we've got more tests coming down the line at the end of this month. So a lot of <laughs> a lot more off-road stuff coming up in the next month or two. Maybe even an off-road shootout here. Hmm, sounds interesting. So, all right, guys, enjoy. Have a good week, and we'll be back one more week, and then we're going to take a little vacation. Long overdue, but nonetheless, uh, it's needed. So we got another episode or two. I'm sure you'll like these podcasts that are coming out before the for the new year. We got a special one with Ricky Brabeck going into Dakar, so I'm sure you guys will like that. But uh, if you guys have any questions, concerns, comments, bitches, complaints, you know where to go. Chris at KeeferInkTesting.com, and we will address those. That's what we're here to do. No other media company out there can help you like we do over here. And please support the sponsors that support this show. They keep this sucker up and moving. They're the ones giving you the discounts, and they're the ones working with us to do that. So support them. If you guys have any questions about our advertisers, hit me up, and I'm happy to answer those as well. So, all right, guys, enjoy the show. Thank you. All right, guys, Moto Guy does off-road. That's where we're at with this podcast. Uh, if you listen to my introduction here before we started this thing, Colton Ack. Do I say that right? Uh, Ack. Ick. Ack. It's Jack. Ack. 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 Like think back without a B. So Ack. basically E without the A. It's an Ack. Yeah. yeah, that works. Okay, Colton Ack. Dallas Dunn went to South Carolina to ride the YZ125X and the YZ250X. I couldn't go because I was in New Mexico riding trails myself with TP. But you guys handled my business for me. I appreciate it. And I thought it was cool. A lot of people were saying, well, why would you send a moto guy to do off-road stuff? A lot of these moto dudes now are turning off-road guys because there's more opportunity out there. Yeah, it's true. I mean, a lot of guys, when they retire from moto, head right over to off-road. Right. Keep the career alive. Um, so you went over to South Carolina. Dallas Dunn, he shot photos. He rode too. He's not here with us. But basically, you were the main tester, so I wanted to get with you and talk to you about basically how the event was ran because you don't really go to many of these things yamaha was cool enough to go to randy hawkins farm that's what it is yeah he's got a massive property i think it was like 1100 acres oh wow yeah uh huge you know he's got a moto track a uh, bunch of trails everywhere through the woods so it was super cool um did his, was it his house on the property as well or just the shop or what uh no his house is on a completely different property so not even a shop there. It's just strictly riding. Really? Yeah. Um, so Yamaha flew all the media in to ride these two bikes. It's cool because the YZ125X is all new this year. Um, I guess you can kind of go over the 125X real quick, just briefly, what it comes with. Yeah. So the 125X obviously is based off the YZ. Right. Um, so it comes with a few extra things to make it more suitable for off-road. So. Uh, the suspension is obviously different, the valving, um, and then as far as other stuff, and that, that's the main one, but other stuff. 18-inch rear wheel. 18-inch wheel, kickstand. Kick fuel tank's a little larger. No. Really? No, same stock fuel tank, but they have a reserve. Oh, Petcock, Petcock. Now. okay. Um, so, I mean, that that was really about it. They did And couple, I guess I read in your, and you did, if you go to com right now, you can read Colton. Um, review, but they, I guess they had the power valve settings a little bit different too. Yeah, so basically they took away a little bit of compression okay. uh, out of the motor, and then changed the power valve to match that. Their goal for that was to make the power come on a little sooner, um, maybe not quite as hard, but come on sooner and then pull longer on top, just mm. to make it you know a little more friendly to ride. All right, before we dive into the 125X, and we'll talk about the 250X as well. Let's talk about the time that you had there because I'm in New Mexico. I'm getting these photos to my phone. I'm getting these texts from you guys, and you're saying, dude, this is probably the most fun I've had in a long time. Why yeah. is that? Man, it was a blast. Um, but why is that? I Honestly, I I don't know. I think it's just, you know, for me, getting stuck in the grind of doing motos and laps every day and all that, um, you know, going and trail riding and just, you know, it was, it was a test, but it almost felt more of like just an awesome – group ride with 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 a bunch of good dudes yeah yeah um so i think that's why it was so fun you know getting completely away from moto getting in the woods getting out in nature and just you know having a good time riding dirt bikes you know that's why we all started have you ever ridden anything that tight before no did they have a lot of roots and stuff on the ground 
Yeah, um, a decent amount. I was actually expecting more roots, but um, they weren't terrible. We got a bunch of rain uh, the night before we got there. So the dirt was perfect, and you know it was, it was freezing balls though. It was freezing balls. <laughs> it was like thirties, right? Yeah, yeah. Right. We were uh, running rubber gloves under the moto gloves and all that, trying to keep hands warm and oh, everything. Wow. So yeah, it was it was cold, but then it was a lot of fun. It's something I've never in anything like it before. the The closest thing I could compare it to is like riding mountain bikes. Right. So, so. it's funny. Colt had this experience, and I'm like Colt. I test a lot. I don't get out much and I'm not really a free range guy. Like I live in the desert. We ride moto tracks out in the des. We go to these tracks out here in Southern California. And then once in a while I'll go out with my buddies and go trail riding. And I always think to myself, man, why don't I do this more? It's just fun. It's relaxing. I'm not thinking as much because in moto, you got to think where you're hitting the lines, all these things and it. And it's a fun time to be had. So, for you guys listening out there that haven't really experienced off-road riding, do yourself a favor and cut loose a little bit and go ride some trails. Because you even said that in your article. You're like, man, just relax. Go ride some trails. Have fun with your buddies. Yeah, I mean, it's true. Like, we all started riding moto because we thought it was fun. Right. So, you know, go have fun. Do you remember when you are young? I don't know if you did this. I literally, like, I'm talking maybe on my 80. Obviously, I live in the area. We ha- I can build a track out by my house, and I would circle jerk this one little jump that I would make. And I would that was the most fun I've ever had in my life. To this day, yeah. I've, that feeling has never been as big as it was back then, mm-hmm. and it was so lame. <laughs> like I went back several years later and looked and see what it looked like, yeah. and it was so dumb. Like I'm like I had a great time right here at, for four hours, you know. And then I think that's what we do as adults. We go. And we're wired, we work, and we have families, and we do all these things, our stresses, and then you go to something like what you just went to, there's trails, nature, you're relaxed, and it's just a good time. That's off-road racing, you know, and that's off-road, period. Yeah, absolutely. So, oh, oh that's your fault. That's not me. That's the rules here on the podcast is turn <laughs> yeah, your phone off. So, whatever. all right, so the 125X, let, give me, when's the last time you were on 125? Uh, let's see. It must have been uh, two stroke world championships. Okay, so not too long ago. Did you go from eighty fives to two fifty fs? Did you go one? No, no. I spent a long time on one twenty fives. Actually, um, my dad was super anti four stroke, so I was on a one twenty five until I moved up into the B class. Oh, so really? I, yeah, I raced one twenty five for about a year and a half as a C rider. How are you related to TRE? Uh, Jason, the owner, is my uncle. Okay, so, so my dad's the Racers brother. Edge in Simi. Yeah. Yep, Simi Valley, Valley, California. That's your uncle. Yep. Nice little shop. It's been going for, shoot, about 30 years now. And uh, had a team back in, like, early 2000s. Yeah. Who was on the team? Uh, Timmy Wiegan, uh, Cloud Toda. Turbo Reef? Um, yep. Turbo was on it. Um, Turbo Travis Reef. Elliott. That dude was good. Yeah, there's a bunch of good dudes on yeah. his team. Yeah. Donald Upton? Uh, <laughs> you don't know who that is? No. Okay. Never mind. Then. All right. 125X. So... I, last time I rode one, actually it was an off-road setting. I rode a National Heron Hound. It's super pipey, hard to ride. How was this thing? Honestly, it was a lot of fun. I mean, it's not as easy to ride as a 250F. You know, it's it's not a four-stroke, but it was it was a blast to ride. It, you know, it was funny because there's actually times that like challenging parts of the trails that were a lot easier on the 125. Then the 250FX? Then the 250, or even I got to ride the 450 as well. Um, oh, 450's got to be a handful, dude. Oh, in the woods, it's kind of scary. <laughs> yeah, I bet, right? Yeah, yeah, it is for sure. But, yeah, the 125, it was a blast. Uh, I was super stoked on it. You know, it's... How was the how was the roll-on? Like, was it super pipey, or is it rolled on pretty nice? Was it no, connected? No, it, it rolled on pretty nice. Um, I mean, for me, I'd want a little more, but, right. I mean... Yeah, I mean, obviously, you're an experienced rider. Yeah. and uh, But for me, I think it would be cool for these kids that are coming up from 85 right off-road. You have a 125 that's not going to it's not gonna be hitting so hard. You got It's a, sm- a smoother, broader feeling, I guess, as they did with the, the head and the power valve mm-hmm. and the less compression. Yeah. So that's kind of what they did there. So um, I just recently rode a YZ125, and uh, my kid and me are going to do a KTM versus YZ125 comparison. And not to give this away yet, but I've – went back and forth a couple times and the yz is 
is not as fast as a KTM, but it's to me it's easier to ride because it's not mm-hmm. so pipey. Yeah. So I can see how that X would be that way. Yeah. Um, what about okay? So <laughs> you're on a 125. How long did it take you to learn how to shift and when to shift and where to shift? Dude, it was tough. I mean, you're, I'm used to riding a 450, and especially on a super cross track. It's like leave that thing in second most of the time, and yeah. it's about it. Um, so it was tough for sure. Like I haven't shifted so much in, in years. Right. I always forget when I'm on the 125, I go in a corner, and I have to downshift twice <laughs> instead of one time. So that it took me a little while to learn that. So. Yeah, yeah, it, it was a lot of fun though. I mean, the 125, it's it was super good in the woods. It's light, it's nimble. Um, you know, the power's not, you know, like a 250 or a 450. But um, for that kind of riding, I thought it was really good. And honestly, you could probably go just as fast, if not faster, on it. Yeah, um, when you get on a 125 and the YZ in general, it feels like almost like a bicycle it does. to me because it's yeah. so light and you can kind of put it where you want it. Um, what about suspension, being that they have softer stuff? And I know you're so used to stiff stuff. <laughs> we went riding the day, and we're on just stock 450 suspension. You're like, oh, this is soft. But did it work good in that rooty kind of nasty stuff in the woods? Yeah, it did. Um, and I said this in my story. Like, every time I'd come up to a rock or a root, you know, coming from moto, I would expect my front wheel to bounce off of it. and Deflect. And deflect and get all squirrely, but they'd roll right over it. So that was really awesome. I'd, I'd never ridden anything like that before. Um, what about cornering, laying it in? Obviously, it's going to be light and lays in nice, but um, the things that I've experienced with 125s is that sometimes I will dive in too hard because it feels so light and have mm-hmm. a lot of oversteer. Do you guys get any of that out there in Southern in South Carolina? Uh, not really. I mean, we didn't have – there was a motocross section um, at our at the testing grounds, but – we didn't really have any good ruts or anything that you could really lay into. Most of it was tight and through the trees. Um, so I never really, you know, got to experience that at all. What about 250 FX? 250FX. Is that more fun for you to ride that than the 125? It was. Okay. You know, it's interesting because going into it, I thought, you know, the 125, there's so much fun. It's going to be great. But I really enjoyed the 250FX. Um, so you haven't ridden a 250F in a while. But you rode a Yamaha 250F back in the day? Yeah, 2015 in Supercross. Okay. So give these people out here listening to this pod, give us a rundown on the engine and what it feels like. Like, Explain to a guy, act like you're talking to a person that's never ridden a 250F and give them that explanation. Like, what is it like? Uh, hmm. So the Yamaha, to me, it's like the 250F is almost like a slow 450. Okay. Like, it's got super good torque. Right. Um, better than, I think, any of the other 250Fs in the class. Yep. And it's just really easy to ride. Um, it's not it's not too much power. You know, 450 can get away from you, but 250F, it's got, it's got everything you need, but it doesn't have so much that it's going to get away and it's going to tire you out and be hard to ride. Um, the things that Yamaha changed on this this year, the 2020, what, so basically it's going with the YZ250F frame chassis mm-hmm. the current chassis yep um go on i don't know much about it so yeah so updated the chassis um like the motocrosser had last year yep and then it has a wide ratio transmission um off-road specific suspension settings like the 125 uh, 18 inch rear wheel kickstand uh, it's got a fuel low fuel light does it have a bigger tank yes it does have a bigger tank okay and i think that's about it yeah so to concur with Colt, for me, and you guys listen to this podcast, you guys know I'm high on a 250F Yamaha. Why? Because I'm lazy. I'm old. I like to have torque. I like to lug. This is the only 250F that really does that for me. It has a lot of pulling power down low. It does. Yeah. Yeah. The the YZ, it's awesome. I mean, there's I really have no complaints about that motor. Yeah. Like, like I said, it's almost like a slow 450. And slow is probably not the right term because it's not slow at all. Right. But uh, it's just easy to ride. Like you said, you can be lazy, and it's got enough power to pull you out of, t- out of corners and, you know, on a motocross track over jumps or, you know, on the trails, up hills. Um, as far as suspension settings for you? This Soft? Is, no, actually, I was 
I was super surprised. On the 125, I kind of had some times where I'd blow through and, you know, it felt really soft. Um, but the 250F was great. I mean, I, it's hard to really nitpick anything. I know. About. It's like, man, what, anything bad about it or <laughs> what? <laughs> no. Really? I mean, I, it's, it's hard because I feel like I'm kind of, you know. Blowing the I'm, Yamaha a little I bit am here. a little bit. Yeah. The 250F is awesome. Like, I really had, I had so much fun on it, and there's not really anything I would change on it. Dude, and he, I'd hate to jump on this, this train with you, but look, for me, I get a lot of emails. And these emails always say, what should I buy, Kiefer? I'm this type of guy. And it's either one or two types of people. It's a guy that hasn't ridden in a long time, and I want to get back in the sport. I'm 180 pounds. Or it's, hey, man, uh, I ride all the time, but 450 is wearing me out. But I, I'm here we go. I'm 190 pounds. Look. Don't be scared out there if you're a heavier dude and you want to get on a 250F. This Yamaha will accommodate that as far as a bigger dude. You're 170 some yeah, pounds. 175. Yeah, I'm 170 pounds. I have buddies. Perfect example is my buddy Greg. He is 205 pounds. He doesn't ride that much. He's a novice. He says, Kiefer, I will never, ever want to ride that 250F. I'm like, you got to try it. Nope, I don't want to try it. I finally got him on. The YZ one day, he was blown away. And how I did it, Colt, I told him it was a 450. I go, hey, I'm taking the 450 out. <laughs> and he's just gullible enough that he believed me, right? Because uh -huh. you can't really tell unless you know what you're looking at. Yeah. So we're out in the valley, and I'm like, hey, man, my 450's like, I don't know, just ride it. See what you think. He rode it like two or three laps, came back. He's like, this is the most fun I've had in so long, dude. This 450's so rad. I got to get one. I'm like, huh. That's funny. That's a 250F. Ah, <laughs> oh, fuck you, Kiefer. That's bullshit. <laughs> but now he loves a 250F, and that's what I had to take. So that's what I'm trying to tell you guys out there listening to this thing is there's only one 250F out there that has that much torque. There's others that are better up in mid to top. And if you're in the woods, I don't think you really care about the mid to top yeah. as much as you want that lugability. Yeah. So that was my next question. That's kind of where I'm going with this. How good was it to be able to lug around the woods and track up those hills? Because obviously you guys had some hills to climb. Yeah, it, it was awesome. I mean, so it had the wide ratio transmission. Um, first was almost unusable for me. I mean, it's it was super, super low. Oh, is that, um, okay. So I've never ridden with that. So first is really low then. Yeah, like you're you're revved out by the time you get, you know, 10 feet down the trail. Okay. So first was, I mean – you know, I don't really know what I would use first for. Um, second was more than more than low enough for me right. anywhere we went. Um, but, dude, I just left the thing in third. And I've never said that ever on a 250F. You don't even say that on a 450. I don't even say that on a 450. I mean, we were riding the day, and I'm like, what gear? I'm on second. I'm like, damn. Yeah. Yeah. So on the on the YZ250FX, um, just left it in third, and it was awesome. Like, Just cover enough. the clutch a little bit? And I mean, not even really have to do that too much. Wow. I'm I've never been much of a clutch user anyway. Yep. Um, but man, it, it was, it was awesome. Like you just lug it around, you know, when you got to pick it up a little bit, you twist the throttle and it's, it's all good. Just leave that thing at third. Um, we painted a lot of pictures today in our conversations that we had between me and you. <laughs> I want to try to paint another one for you right now. This is more G rated though for okay. the people at home. Colts retired. I'm done riding supercross. I just want a fun bike to ride. With my buddies. Would a 250F be in your wheelhouse? Absolutely. So now that you rode it, yeah. you kind of think, hey, this would be a fun bike to ride. It has enough power for you to be happy. Yeah, absolutely. Um, you know, like, a 450 is just a lot of bike. It is, dude. It really is. I mean, like, you've got, right now, you've got Justin Barsha talking about riding with a stock engine. Yeah. You know, and he's one of the best of the best. Right. You know, it doesn't get better than that. And if he's... Saying a 450 is too much, I mean, a 450 is too much. You know, for the average guy, it's more fun. You can, you know, it's more efficient. You can last longer. You're not going to get as tired. 250F is the way to go. It really yeah. is. Um, now let's paint another picture. Current Colt sitting here right now with me. Do you ride a 250F better or a 450 better? If you had, let's just call stock to stock. A stock 250, Yamaha, stock Yamaha. What do you think you'd be better on? On a motocross track, I think a 450. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Just because you want to make the jumps and all those things. Right? Want to make the jumps. And I, 
I tend to kind of lug it more. Right. So having that little extra power. And not to make this too moto-oriented, obviously it's a woods bike and we're talking about this, but look, if you're a novice guy, chances are pretty high that you're not going to be jumping those big jumps anyway. So don't act like you need the 450 because that could maybe just get you in trouble. Absolutely. Because it's capable of doing that. You're not. And you're like, oh, I'm going to do that. And you wad it and now you're on the couch. So just get a 250 F, have a built-in excuse to your homies. Be like, Hey man, I'm a 250F. I'm not even going to do that. And you're going to have more fun anyway. Yeah. So that's that's the goal and I'm trying to reach to you guys out there is like Yamaha has a lot of torque for a 250F. Don't knock it until you try it. And for me, this FX, I've ridden the F out in the trails and it would be a lot of fun to have uh off-road specific 250F. So that's cool. I want to They're get, sending me one next week to try, so maybe we should go out in the hills. Yeah, I'm down. Let's do it. Thanks for listening. I appreciate it. It's commercial time. Hang tight. Listen to these commercials. Save yourself some money. The show will be back in about 10 minutes. It's not that long. Relax. Breathe. Listen. It's fun. Chill down. Are you an older guy? You still like to go racing like me? And you want longer motos? Go to OregonOldTimers.com. No, they just don't go to Oregon and race. They go to Arizona, Glen Helen, Mesquite. Montana, Hangtown, Washougal, even British Columbia. I'm going to hit up two or three of these suckers next year. Ride. Bring your kids. They have a support class. It's a great time. I'm going to be there. Go camping. It's a good vibe. Go check them out. OregonOldTimers.com. If you have any questions, hit me up. Chris at Keyfring Testing, and I will help you out. See you guys there. Thanks to the guys over at 6D Helmets. That's right there on board with the KieferInkTesting.com, Kiefer Tested Podcast. We thank them for joining us. You have a street bike, a dirt bike, or do you pedal? You have a mountain bike. Head over to 60helmets.com. Check out the full line of helmets they offer. I'm sure they have a helmet for you. Hey, I get questions all the time. Kiefer, what helmet would you choose if you could pick one to buy? If you're going to spend your own money, Kiefer, where are you going? While there are a lot of helmets that are safe out there, okay, I do feel the safest in a 6D helmet. I've had many crashes in my ATR1. I've had a couple in my ATR2, and it has done its job. It's advanced ODS technology. It's race-proven. I'm telling you guys, and it's light. The new ATR2, it comes in at 1,480 grams. It's fully rebuildable. Very cool colorways. I trust the guys over at 6D Helmets. Maybe you guys should too. Hit me up over at chris at keyforinktesting.com. Maybe get a special discount code if you want to get a 6D. So please, guys, go check them out. 6D Helmets, hit me up. Tell me how you like yours. And if you don't have one, maybe go get one. Thanks, 6D. Have you guys checked out bloodlubricants.com? If you haven't, bludlubricants.com. Go check them out. Three new series of oils, Blood Power Sport Series the Blood Racing Pro Series, and the Blood Racing Pro Elite Series. I have Michael Allen here with me. We've been doing two different types of oils in our test bike. Mike has been doing the Blood Power Sport Series. Everything going good there? Everything's going good. I use it in all our test bikes, the ones that I prep and maintain, and uh, it runs a little cooler than production oils, and uh, I know you've done some testing with that. Yeah, so basically before Jeff and the guys came on board, I had to check legitimacy of this stuff um, because I didn't want no crap involved in keyfring testing. Um, honestly, tried it, was very surprised about the oil, did some temperature readings. It was a little over 30 degrees cooler in my YZ450F compared to some other oils I've been running. So the stuff is good. They sponsor over 250 racers from Enduro, Enduro Cross, Hair Scrambles, UTVs, Supercross now. They got some Supercross guys. So go check them out, bloodlubricants.com. Use the discount code Kiefer and get some percentage off your oils. They'll ship them to you. Probably get a hat or two. You know, Jeff's a good dude. Go check him out. Bloodlubricants.com. Screenprintingdone.com. You guys looking to make up some shirts, hoodies, or hats with a logo on it? Or maybe you want a logo made up for your business and you want to transfer that over to some t-shirts? Go to screenprintingdone.com. Neil over there is a writer. He owns the company. He is a rad human being. And he is here to hook you guys up. Order 12 shirts. And get 10 for free. 
They have all different kinds of shirts, hoodies, hats, different fabrics, all different kinds of stuff. Go hit them up, screenprintingdone.com. Tell them Kiefer sent you and get 10 free shirts. Be sure to say Kiefer. That's right, Kiefer and screenprintingdone.com. Go check them out. Thanks, Neil. Hey, Heather. Hey, Chris. Did you know that every two-stroke KTM and Husqvarna come with a Vertex piston in the engine from the factory? No, I did not. 65 years ago, Vertex piston was founded in a small technical workshop in northern Italy. Today, because of the renowned reputation for exceptional quality, Vertex is an OEM supplier to KTM, Husqvarna, and more exotic brands like Beta, Gas Gas, and TM. No matter which brand of bike you ride with, when it's time to go ride or time to rebuild your top end, Vertex Pistons will have your engine performing better than new. To see their full range of two-stroke and four-stroke pistons in replica, high-compression, or GP-style configurations, visit them at vertexpistons.com or stop in your local dealer and ask for a Vertex Piston Kit today. And if you guys want a discount code, hit me up, chris at keferinktesting.com, and I've got one for you. Save some money. Vertexpistons.com. You looking to get a new hoodie for the wintertime? How about a hat? Or how about you're just going to be a good boyfriend or a husband and get your wife or chick something cool like a tank top or maybe even some socks? Go to fmfracing.com. Look cool at the track. Look cool when you go to dinner. Nothing else says I ride dirt bikes more than an FMF hat and t-shirt. Kiefer Inc. 19 saves you some dough. You can look cool, thank me later, get best dressed awards as you walk down the sidewalk. And hey, if I see you at the track wearing your FMF swag, chances are you will win something from Kiefer Ink Testing. So do it. Go to fmfracing.com, get yourself some swag. Kiefer Ink 19 saved you some money. I will see you at the track with your FMF swag. Hey, are you guys looking for a battery for your bike? Is it dead? Are you pushing the button and nothing happens? Firepowerparts.com. Excellent batteries, longer life. They're great batteries. I have them in all my test bikes. And hey, they make chains, very good chains. My chain on my YZ450F is about 12 hours deep, still good. And of course, they have oil too. Firepowerparts.com. They keep adding new products to their line. So go check out the website. It's very cool. Firepowerparts.com. Hey, did you crash? Or maybe you're just looking for a different handlebar bend. Go to ProTaper.com and go look at the Evo and Fusion line handlebars. I run the Fusion on the KTM 450, and I run the Evo on the YZ450F. Doesn't matter what you are. You like crossbars? You don't want a crossbar? ProTaper has it. They got grips. Dude, they got some nice, soft grips. I'm a half-waffle soft guy. Greatest grips ever. Go check them out. The Race Cut grips come on i am a sx race evo and fusion guy so go check them out protaper.com and if you guys are wondering about handlebar dimensions go to keyforinktesting.com there's a complete article on which handlebar dimension is best for your bike go search around it's a fun article keyforink testing it's a great place to do it you know what else is protaper protaper.com Thank you so much. I appreciate that 10 minutes of your life that you can't get back. My advertisers appreciate it. I appreciate it. Save yourself some money. Thank me later. On with the show. Off-road racing for you. Would you like to do that? So <laughs> while I was out there doing it, I thought, man, this is so much fun. I need to be an off-road guy. Like, yeah. this is great. Yeah. But when I really started thinking about it, like, you know, I was trying to go fast a little bit on the 250FX. And... Dude, hitting trees is really sounds really scary. Dude, and then those guys hit them fast. Yeah, so like, you know, it's all good when you're, you know, just going at a decent, you know, 80% pace. But when you start hanging it out, man, you're getting really close to trees. And yeah. that's not the business for me. No, and that <laughs> so, stuff comes up quick. It does. Yeah. It does. I so. almost feel like the reflexes are have to be faster with a woods rider than it does for a supercross guy. I would... Yeah, I would venture to agree with you. And you got to look so far ahead. It's just a different whole different deal. It is. It's completely different. And it's yeah. nothing like West Coast off-road. No. no. You don't want to do that. No, West Coast off-road. Really That's going no 95 interest. mile an hour on a fire road, <laughs> yeah. not going through trees. No. Um, 
Talk about the – we didn't talk about this, but I know this is one of the cool features on the 250FX, um, the map switch. Did you utilize that at all? Uh, to be honest with you, on the 250F, I did not. Dude, you are a moto guy. I know. You didn't try any maps. Did they have maps available for you? They did. Oh, my God. But, dude. I, sorry, people. I know. I Sorry. I set the test guy. Wrong test guy. He's not trying anything for you guys out there. I, I, <laughs> <laughs> I know. So I actually had I had a chance to ride the 450, and I used the map switch on the 450. Okay. Um, actually, to detune it. Right. But on the 250F, man, I I know, again, I sound like I'm blowing Yamaha, but I, I literally had nothing to complain about. Okay. The bike was awesome. I just had a blast riding it. So every chance I got, I was just out there. Can we have one complaint? Do we have one? Can we give the the listeners out there one thing that you didn't like? And then Um, it could be on the 125X. Just give me something. Yeah, the 125, uh, for me, it was was too soft. Okay. And, you know, I I think it's just – I'm going to get some hate for this. No, go ahead. It's just not all that fun. Like, four strokes are better. Yeah, thank you. They are. Oh, you're going to get hate now. I know I am, but – you know, for for racing especially, four strokes are better. There's no question. Oh, four strokes are so fun. To me, like, I get on a two-stroke, I don't have as much fun. It's a lot of work. It is. And I thought they were fun when I raced them until you got a four-stroke. Now you're like, Whoa, wow. Yeah. No, I mean, if you've got a perfectly prepped, like, sand track or something with big berms, like a 125 school, yeah. you just leave it wide open and you feel like a hero. But other than that, I mean, I think it's a great it's a great tool for kids and – for people who are, you know, new to riding. But other than that, man, four strokes are just more fun. Yeah, if you're an experienced guy, 125 is obviously not the thing for you. But there's a there's a market for the – and my son, Aiden, he's 13. I refuse to put on a 250F even though he bugs me every time he goes out in the garage and he sees him out there. Can I ride that? And I'm like, no. Yeah, I mean, like we were talking about, I rode 125s for almost two years when I first got on big bikes. And I think that was a huge part in my skill development. Right. Like that riding 125 makes you a better rider. There's no question about it. Yeah, it makes you learn how to shift. Um, obviously, body positioning is important on a 125 to get back, to get to the, <laughs> to some power, you know? <laughs> yeah. So uh, um, one thing, one more thing. Let's talk about the kickstand. Did you ever forget at one point that you had it? Uh, no, actually, the kickstand was awesome. Yeah. I love it. Right. Like, if I wasn't racing Supercross, I'd probably put a kickstand <laughs> on my bike. <laughs> I think it's illegal to have, but I think that's in the rule book. Like, oh, I'm pretty sure it is. Yeah. It would yeah. be sick, though, to have <laughs> one and pull up at a Supercross and just put it on the kickstand. That would be rad. That would be fun. How everyone leads their bikes up against the, the tunnel. Mm-hmm. And you just come right next to them and just put the kickstand and walk away. That's the that'd ultimate be, mind fuck. That would right be pretty there. mean. That would be lie. sweet. Um, all right. So the Southern California. Oh, Southern California. South Carolina. Did you guys go to Randy's shop afterwards? Yes, Tell the people we did. about that experience. So, yeah, so uh, you know we got there uh, first thing we did. We went to Randy's race shop, which actually he also does. Um, he's got like a leasing program for NASCAR. He does. Yeah, I, I had no idea. What do you mean? But, what does that mean? What do you mean leasing program? So basically, for like up and coming NASCAR drivers, they supply like a fully ready to race car. Really? Yeah. And then you just, you know, lease the car and you go race and hmm. do it back when you're done. I'll be down. Yeah, so. So he does that. Yeah. Okay. I, I'm not sure how much involvement he has, like, in the day-to-day of that. Mm-hmm. But that's, yeah, he's got, like, three buildings where his race shop is. And one of the buildings is is all building race cars. I'll be down. Yeah. So that was kind of cool to check that out. Um, but, yeah, we checked out the race shop. Um, we actually went back to Randy's house for dinner. So it was super cool. He's got, dude, he's got the coolest trophy room I've ever been in. Really? Yeah. Yeah. It's, what makes it cool? Just the trophies itself or the way it's said or what? You know, I shouldn't, I mean, I said coolest trophy room I've ever been in. I've probably haven't one, been that many, that's, right? That's the only one I've really okay. been in. <laughs> okay. But it was just cool to see like how good that dude was. Yeah. Like prior to the trip, I didn't really know much about him. Right. But, I mean, dude, the guy's, like, seven-time AMA national champion. Mm-hmm. Like, he's won, he's been to the ISDE, like, seven or eight times. Yep. Like, he's a bad dude. So, you, you didn't follow much off-road? No. Growing no. up? No, I had a little stint when I was about 15 or so where I thought I was going to be an off-road guy. Mm-hmm. 
raced a few works races, broke a few bikes, and that was it. You're like, I'm done with that? Yeah, yeah, see, I grew up wanting to be an off-road guy. That was my dream, is to be a hare and hound guy. And I wanted to be like Danny Hamill. You know who that is? Mm-hmm. I wanted to be Danny Hamill. I would go around my house and pretend like I'm Danny Hamill. And, of course, back then, they had cycle news. So they had the paper show up every Tuesday at my mailbox. So that's Tuesdays was like my shit. Mm-hmm. Like I couldn't wait to get to the mailbox. And you would see Randy Hawkins in there every week because he won an Enduro. He won a GNCC. I mean, it's just so much that that guy's done. Yeah, it's really cool. And he's kept like everything from over the years. So he's got all his trophies, he's got all kinds of, you know, newspaper clippings and That's cool. He's got his first bike, which I don't even know how. I've seen a few people who have their first bike ever, but Who what is it? It's like a old like Trail 50 Honda. Okay. Wow. Uh, What's cool about off-road too? I think people care more about that kind of shit. I don't think Supercross guys give a shit because yeah. they worry about the money more. Yeah. And off-road guys don't make as much money. But I also feel like off-road sanctioned races they give out cool trophies they do like they make hand carved cool shit you know it's funny because as a kid i always uh i used to love davy crockett yeah right so i had the coonskin cap and everything Uh uh-huh there's one race back east that every year the winner they have like a full custom coonskin cap really yeah and randy's got like six of those Oh, he should have asked if he'd take it home. That'd be sick. <laughs> right. That's a badass. Yeah. This stuff like that, I don't know, man. Like one of the coolest trophies I got, I'll have it up here, was from Takati, and it's a it's a it's a huge petrified wood that's been stained and, and really bitching, and then they stuck a a marble glass piece on mm-hmm. this stained wood. And it was just badass. Yeah. And that was just for like a an expert win. It wasn't in a pro thing. Yeah. I don't know. It's it's cool. Off-road people are very good people. I think they're more blue-collar than... Obviously, I know motocross, supercross has blue-collar people, but I almost feel like motocross and supercross types of people and families have the money already. Yeah, a lot of them do. Because it takes that money to go do it, right? Yeah. Um, and off-road families just do it on the weekend. Like, hey, there's an off-road race. Let's go have fun, camp, and do it. Yeah, off-road's cool. I mean, everybody's nobody's all caught up and trying to be cool they're just out there because they love it there's no lit kid awards (laughs) no (laughs) no (laughs) no there's no seven deuce deuces out in the off-road world that's for sure all right so to wrap this thing up we kind of blew this whole podcast should i'm gonna title this sucking yamaha's dick (laughs) that's what i'm gonna title it and people are like oh i'm gonna click on that and see what that's about but no lie yz125x and the yz250fx fun bikes it's cool that Yamaha is still producing two-stroke motorcycles for the up-and-coming kids out there, especially off-road specific, because that takes some work from Japan. I know how that works. So I'm glad that they're recognizing that part of the market, and it's very good because the off-road market is still very important for sales. Um, but we're getting closer to January, and you're racing Supercross. Yes, sir. Um, you went out with, we had a good time today. Colt came up. It's wet dirt up in the des, so he went riding with me today. He's factory for the day. He got to ride a Honda. He doesn't have to wash bikes. He just, I gave him my socks. It's just full factory <laughs> today. Uh, how are we looking for January? Are we, are we racing the whole series? That's the plan. Um, you know, I don't really know how it's all happening, but that's the plan. Okay. Yeah, I've got- so you're still available to have people help you to get to the races yes absolutely um you know i've got a couple sponsors that help me out um you know mccarthy electric is a big one um but i mean that's really my main 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 money sponsor so obviously racing dirt bikes is super expensive yep so most of the most of the financial burden falls on me so i'm you know spending all the money i win every week you know putting it right back into it so um hondas honda 450s for you chad at xpr does your engines chad's a good dude good engine builder i like chad a lot um and 450 class in case you guys were wondering sorry i never said that but he is racing 450 came off an injury two years ago yeah we're coming up on three years but yeah so was it dallas houston yeah dallas supercross um heat race i got landed on broke my back and lost all my feeling from like belly button down jesus Super, super scary deal, but uh, all my feeling came back, and, you know, I wouldn't say I'm quite 100%, but I'm damn close and probably as healthy as I will be. And you feel Um, strong? You feel good this year? I talked to you a little bit about that, so you feel good? 
Yeah, honestly, like this year, everything's kind of clicking. You know, my my body's the best it has been, and um, home life's good. Home life's good. My riding's been really good. I've been been really trying to focus on my technique and stuff, and it's all it's all going good. So I'm I'm really excited. I think it's going to be a lot better year than what I've had the last few. Can we not put a lot of pressure on yourself, please? Dude, it's hard. I know, but you just got to chill down, dude. It's so hard, man, because you know you work so hard at it and. There's a lot you don't have of money. to tell me, bro. I was in the summertime with you. I put a yeah. lot of pressure on myself, too, yeah. and I suck balls. No, yeah. So I get it. But you got to just go in and be like, hey, let's just go have fun, race some Supercross. That's how you got to look at it. Yeah, but, man, it's not fun to suck. It's not. But, like, how much fun did you have at the Nationals? There? Yeah. Zero. Exactly. Right. So when you suck, it's not fun. So you got you have to have some sort of pressure on yourself to do good. But I'm talking about the pressure of tr- thinking that I have to do good. You don't have to do anything. You have to do good for yourself. Yeah. Remember we talked about this. Yeah. No one gives a shit besides you and the little people around you, like your mom, your dad, your chick. That's it. The yeah. grand scheme of things, people listen to this podcast, me, so-and-so, the guy's giving you product. Put it all back. It doesn't matter. Just go ride your dirt bike like you know how, having fun with 40 other dudes or whatever it is, you know? Yeah, it's true. And, you know, for me, when when I ride loose and I'm having fun, that's when I ride the best anyway. Standard. You know? So. It's everybody, right? <laughs> yeah. So you got to learn to do that. All right. So tell them out there how can, if they have some money, if you do have some money, this isn't a, a charity case, but Colt's a good kid. And if you guys know me, I don't hang out with pieces of shits. I like good people. Colt's a good kid. That's why he helps me, does things. I don't really have a lot of uh, guys your age around me because the kids that – I can't stand them, dude. <laughs> that's just straight up. Yeah. You're me- I, I bust your balls because you're mellow. But at the same time, that's why I like you because yeah. you, you, know, you don't talk much, but you're chill, you're humble, you're nice, you're relaxed. That's how I am. I, only get you, I like to get you amped up, but – so where can they uh, reach you at to try if they want to help you out? Uh, I mean, you can hit me on Instagram. You could. Uh, What's your Instagram handle? Instagram's Colton Eck five two six. And you might want to spell your last name because they're not going to know how to spell it. Yeah, that. it's A E C K. Okay. Um, five twenty six. Five two six. Yeah. Colton Eck five twenty six. You have an email. I sure do. Uh, so same thing. It's my last name A E C K number two six at gmail dot com. All right. I'm going to help Colt get to a couple races as well. And uh, I'll be rooting them on from uh, the daytime only. I'll probably be bailing before the night show, and I'll watch <laughs> you on TV at home <laughs> and have a little cook dinner. All right, so South Carolina was a success. success. Yamaha is the best bike ever, according to Colton. <laughs> and so hopefully you learned something on this podcast. But nonetheless, uh, thank you, Yamaha, for inviting us. It was a good time. And we'll be doing some more follow-up on those those bikes here and probably – Right around the new year, so we're going to um, bust out some West Coast-style trails on this because that's kind of what the FX is built for us out here. And uh, maybe, maybe not race one of those things in a works race. Michael Allen said he would like to do that, so that would be fun. Would you up for a works race? Will we get a test? Yeah, I'm down. All right, so maybe we'll get to send Colton out there too. So, All right, thanks, Colt. Good luck this year, and uh, I appreciate you going to South Carolina. Yeah, it was a blast. Uh, again, thanks to Yamaha and uh, all you people out there. Get out on the trails. It's yeah. Get on the trails. <laughs> Later. <laughs>